Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're going to talk UFC 293, a.k.a. UFC Sydney, Australia, where we saw a new champion arrive on the scene. But we'll get into that. We'll get into the American hero. As always, go down, like, subscribe, comment your thoughts on the card. Comment your thoughts on the big upset. Comment your thoughts on if y'all balled out in the betting world. Let me know if y'all had a Sean Strickland money line. I'm Paul Pickham Winham Concha, and I'm joined with Bullshit. Paul, what world do we motherfucking live in? If you don't know, my name is Kev Waterboy Savoy, aka the Street Fighter Dudes. I should go put some fucking camo on. I wish I had some American gear on right now. What are you talking about, bro? I've dressed like this every day. Oh, I fucking believe it. Sean Strick knows you dressed like that. But no, nah, man, Kev Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Street Fighter Enthusiast, a.k.a. the Izzy fan that looked crazy this Saturday. So tell me how, right? I was like, oh, Izzy's fighting. You know what? Let me get the two Adesanya fans in America, the other two Adesanya fans, because there aren't many of us, I swear. And if there are, we don't be loud about it. But let me go find the other two Izzy fans, and we're going to um, and we'll throw the watch party on by the dudes for my program. So we're chilling at the crib. It's about three, four of us. Gator was supposed to show up. He couldn't come through because of traffic and shit, right? So we was vibing. Motherfucking, the, the dudes with me, they don't watch MMA like that. So I'm like, yo, so you don't even know who's about to fight? Israel Adesanya. Uh, I think I've heard of him. That's that dude that watches anime. I was like, but do you know him? So now I'll be here. So fuck the prelims. We over here watching after Carlos Oberg. We I probably watched one Creelan fight, and that was Carlos Oberg. Everything else was motherfucking. I was showing the boys documentaries and interviews and the press conference highlights, all that getting them hyped for the fight. Oh, they can't wait. Come back. Tyson Pedro handled business. Bet. Now we have Manel Cape. Manel Cape handling business. Bet. Now everybody's waiting. They're like, dang, bro, we've been here for a little minute. When did those boys fight? I'm like, hold on. Wait for this fight. This fight shouldn't be too long. And then the boys fight. And the next thing you know, Volkov handles business against Tai Tuavasa in Tai Tuavasa house and um in his in his home home country, home city, hometown. But then we get to Izzy, and I'm telling everybody's hype. Izzy, we think we, Izzy finna kill Strickland. We're all calling. I'm calling how many rounds? I'm saying two. Other homies saying one. Other homies saying twos. Like we really thinking like Izzy finna get him up out of there. Paul, we were so sick. When we saw him do that first um, playing possum thing and we seen it didn't work, we were like, all right, don't do nothing else like that again. Try it again. He ain't. He, he Motherfuckers ain't care. Motherfuckers ain't care. So this was probably the craziest weekend I've ever seen, man. Shout out Sean Strickland for being the new UFC middleweight champion. This man had our house upside, my entire house upside down. Everybody was shook as fuck, didn't see it coming. But as we were watching, we was like, wow, he's really a step above Brody. Right. So this is interesting, man. How do you feel about the card? Card was all right, but as I said prior to recording, like the card would have been eh if Izzy would have went out. If Izzy went out there and had a counter-punching display five-round snooze fest, this card would really be laughed at. But the fact that we got the the outcome we got with Sean Strickland, one of the biggest upsets in a title fight UFC history. No, everyone was counting him out. 
that I think that's what made this card. This card will forever be remembered. And the fact that it was in their home territory. Like, this was their backyard. And he went over there and did that. Who knows how long it lasts, but I know I'm riding the fucking high. I'm riding the Sean Strickland high right now. Yeah, I mean, this Deshaun Strickland for me. That's my dog. You feel me? Big Deshaun. You feel me? I should go throw the do-rag on. What am I doing yet? So, Big Deshaun Strickland. We're in the Deshaun zone. It's the Deshaun era. But the biggest thing about it is he's just him. Like, he's never going to change. And that's what I love everything about Sean Strickland and his coaches. When we get to the fight, we'll talk more on it. We'll hit on my do-rag. But him and um him and his coaches are just different. They're a different breed. I loved his coaches throughout the fight. They were making it. But let's get into the card. Let's talk about let's go down to my boy Jack Jenkins. I was giving him a little bit of hype going into the fight. I loved his mustache. I love that about him. I just love a guy that has nice facial hair on him. Like something that's unique. Homie got knocked Pepe, Marcus Skull, and it was a it was a close fight, but I mean he was kind of a big favorite. Rightfully so. So this was kind of a big upset. And Marksko kind of had his way when it first took him down, dominated on top position, and then got the KO in the second round, where I was sitting here like, if anyone who took the bet of Jack Jenkins in the parlay, it was not looking good off of it. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those fights I was watching a documentary on. So tell me how the fuck Brody got the knockout. Oh, like uh, just unanswered punches. Uh, he was just after a point being on top, and he's just laying enough, like keep hitting him over and over. Like it, the fight, you know, eventually gets called. He can, like, you're not, you're not fighting back. And it was just the first fight where the home fighter lost, I think, too. So it was like setting the tone of what was to come later on. Damn, that's dangerous. Oh, fuck you. This man, I disrespect you, but. I respect it. I mean, that's cool. But one card that we, one fight that we skipped because somebody act like he ain't see it was my dog Blood Diamond losing to Charles Rat Rat R A D T K. Right. And what I've learned from Blood Diamond, Blood Diamond looked way better in this fight. But at the end of the day, Blood Diamond's a kickboxer. I think he's a kickboxer. He probably. Probably want to um open up his territory, his open up his um open up and see what he looked like against the best. And you're learning that like he's a kickboxer, and I think he's more kickboxing minded. He's learning rapidly. He had some great um takedown defense this fight for a little bit. So I definitely just see him Blood Diamond improve, but he's old. Bro's like already 35. By the time he gets like a lot of the necessary skills and talents, he might be pushing like 38, maybe at 38 going on 39 or 40. Type shit, so I don't see him getting no better. But it was a good fight. It was um a good showing out of him to see him get better each time. But what was crazy was that boy Raddatz um interview. Did you hear? It? Oh boy, we can't even say that shit on the show because we living like, legend. We yeah, we can't even say that shit on the show. But go watch the Octagon interview. They gave my boy one question. DC said, "How you feel?" He's like, man, fuck all y'all Australian dudes. Man, fuck all of y'all. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it hit you with the hmm? Fuck all y'all hmms. You feel me? And I was like, damn, that's crazy. He just let he just let the f bomb slide like that. You're a wild. <laughs> Definitely not getting a, 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 a getting a microphone in his hand anytime soon. Oh, bro, he wasn't. He got 
DC gave him the shortest interview ever. One question, he was like, this motherfucker kept it moving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely a memorable fight because of that right there. Uh, yeah. But what next what fight are we talking next? Carlos Uber, he got the submission on Da Woon Jung, rear naked choke. I don't really get these the same respect as like a real submission. He was just dominating guys on the ground. He jumps on the back, takes the neck, fight over. But again, looking great on the feet. If it wasn't a rear naked choke when he knocked him down, it was gonna be a KO. So like again, this he looks like a force at light heavyweight, especially where everything is very on the feet oriented. He's somebody who's in this younger crop of talent that on the feet, he's don't worry. He'll put your fucking lights out. That's dangerous now. Then let's jump over into the main card, Justin Taffa, first round KO. You said something before we started the thing about you, how dare you poke my fucking eye out. Like that shit looked true, because I mean he got he got Austin Lane out of there in a minute and a half. Like fight over, KO, move on to the next. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I mean I don't know. I shout out Austin Lane. He's coming out of Jacksonville, coming from the NFL. He didn't talk too much shit. He was one of the dudes I was chilling at the press conference for this card. But Justin Topper got him up out of it immediately. And does he related to the other Toppers? Are they brothers yeah, or something? They are brothers. Oh. Junior oh, yeah. I'm about to say the Topper brothers is getting dubs right now. And then we went to our next fight, Manuel Cape. He had beef with CKB. He went in there and took that beef out on Felipe Dos Santos. I mean, it was a fucking barn burner, as you put it. I mean, how how many days did he fill in, and how close was this fight, Kev? I don't know how many days it was, but it definitely was a short notice fight for sure. And shout out Manel, shout out my own Manel Cape. He looked fucking. He was fired up at the press conference. I'm talking about my dog saw Kai Kara France. Immediately, use a bitch. Use a bitch. Kaikara France is a bitch. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then he just was going ham at Kaikara France, ready to motherfucking, ready to go at it with Izzy. He's, you sit your ass down. You sit the fuck down. You sit the fuck down. Killing their ass. He shot, he's calling out, shouting out his Lebanese homies. I don't know what language he was speaking in Dos Santos, but they speak the same thing. They was talking that shit. So Manel Cape was literally an entire fucking movie. And that's how that's what this fight was about. This fight was a great showing. Um he won all the my opinion, if you told me he won all three rounds, I'm not tripping. But um Dos Santos showed his showed his ass. I will say that Dos Santos might have lost. Stock definitely went up. But how'd you feel about the press conference? Because McNell Cape showed his ass. He pretty much checked the whole CKB. And I was like, damn, he low-key checking me. See, I I don't I have mixed feelings because it's I I feel like Izzy shouldn't have got involved. These are two grown men beefing, like let them beef. Like they're professional fighters. That fight will be made. Let them let them do their thing. Let them sell a fight. But then you have the aspect of like, okay, we're not professionals, and that's my homie. Well, you better watch how you speak to my homie. But so it's like I have mixed emotions. I, I I do root for you sticking up for your homie who isn't next to the guy talking crazy. But also, 
like you derailed the 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 steam for that fight trying to get yourself involved in it. Like no, your that fight would never happen. Let these two do their thing and get that fight getting some momentum. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, bro was talking quite crazy a little bit, so I'm not tripping about Izzy um saying something. But yeah, you kind of could let that let that simmer real quick. But killed me was tied to a boss just sitting in the middle talking about some. Hey man, I'm here too. <laughs> yeah. Ty, home, home, hometown hero, but I mean, Cape looked pretty good, but you can't, it kind of reminds me of when um, the Evelov fight against the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but we're uh, Diego Lopez, and we're sitting here like, hey, Diego filled in super late notice. Now he's going to be a household name, and we'll remember Felipe Dos Santos on the next card for this exact reason. No, that shit is crazy, man. And then his his post this man post fight was insane. I mean, Manel K post fight in the interview with with um, Joe Rogan. Larry spends the whole car talking about some. Hey, he says he got respect for um Dos Santos and fuck Kai Car Franks. He's a bitch. I can't <laughs> wait to fight you. And if you if you pull out of that fight, I'm gonna motherfucking come to your hometown, home city, and y'all not gonna do shit. And I don't care how many people y'all do, they're not gonna do shit. Why? Because he drops the second F bomb for the day and goes, and then I'm just like, whoa, wild. And it's the fight game. You get excited and stuff. But I'm like, this is out of nowhere. You don't usually hear one, let alone two. Came oh, with the heater. Really living like that. And then when they asked him, when they talked about Izzy getting beat by Sean in the um, post fight press conference, this man said, talking about some karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. You should have been focused on Sean. You were going to be worried about me and Kai Carl Franks. And I was like, that's crazy. Tell him. I fuck, Tell him. I fuck with Manel K. He might be one of my favorite villains. And then we get to the standard at heavyweight. Alexander Volkov showcases why he continues to be a top five heavyweight. And he's the door opener if you want to enter that top five conversation. And Ty entered that conversation without ever going through the Volkov test. And we saw why he's losing to the upper echelon of fighters. Because Volkov beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, Volkov won all the exchanges on the feet. Tied to Avasta didn't look like he could get in. He could get he found any openings and could get in. And then Volkov used a choke I've never seen before, an Ezekiel choke. And that bitch just looked tight. I was watching, I was like, yeah, but just go ahead and tap. You know you don't want to be there right now. I mean, Ty had the leg kick. That was the only thing going for him. But every time he tried to throw something, like, punch-wise, he would miss by a mile. Volkov attack him two or three times. And it was just, it was looking hard to watch after a while because it was just constant and constant. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he got him up out of there. Shout out Volkov. Great guy. I've been telling people this for a minute now. I think it's a four straight finish too. So like Volkov has definitely made his making his resume look a lot better. And just how good is fucking Tom Aspinall if he just walked through Volkov? Killed him because Volkov beat who's Volkov beat Blades, motherfucking now tied to Avasa. You got some hitters. Yeah, he beat Blades tied to Avasa, and then before the tied to Avasa fight, Alexander Romanov KO'd Jarzen So Rosen strike. Uh-huh. Beat up Mason Tarbira, like everyone else outside of the Aspinall fight in his last two years, he's beaten. So, again, the standard of heavyweight. We'll see. Yeah, I'll fuck with it. And then let's get into this middleweight fight. And I, 
We got a new champion. Sean Strickland wins unanimous decision with a knockdown of Izzy in the first round, which was a fucking electrifying. Got the fucking place of the place all blowing early. And the whole crowd turned on Izzy because we saw everyone cheering for Sean Strickland. Post-fight interview, people loving Sean Strickland. And during the fight, when Izzy kept walking onto his back foot, constantly on, never walked forward. He kept walking backwards, backwards, backwards. People were booing the fight. And it just showed that even even in his home territory, people weren't fucking with the Izzy man. I mean, it looks good to not fuck with Izzy because he's been he's dominant for so long. I think they said he's been like in 11 straight title fights or some shit like that. So he's been doing his thing. I mean, I think Sean is just captivating. I think the Deshaun, the way he, cap, he captivated that audience, and made them believe in him and made them join his team was very awe-inspiring. So this fight was just like, I'm not even mad. Like, I, I chose Izzy, and if I had bet money, I would have bet a lot of money on Izzy. But I'm not mad off of this. I'm just looking like, huh, that shit really happened. But it is what it is, and Sean's the new champion. And Sean didn't win it. If he had just got the electric knockdown, started handing him punches, and we got an early stoppage, we probably would have tripped. Nah, he went on and decimated Izzy for five rounds straight, checking all his legs kicks, handing back counters, really making Izzy uncomfortable, not letting him do nothing. That I haven't seen that part. I've never seen that side of Izzy before. But, I mean, Sean Strickland had everything for him. Like, I thought I was going to be worried about a mean counterpunch or a mean head kick or something, and every head kick got blocked. The counterpunches weren't landing. And Sean was winning every exchange and landing the bigger shots in them exchanges even later in the round. He never got tired. And it doesn't look good to the judges when you're constantly walking backwards. He he kind of gave me them Canelo vibes against B-Ball where, like, you're losing the fight in them late rounds. We need to see offense. And he just never chose offense. He was like, all right, I'm okay with walking backwards still. Still, still, you're waiting. Like, okay, is he gonna set something? Is it gonna be like a huge offensive onslaught following up this? Nope. It was okay with just continually walking. But I was like, I don't like that wasn't. I don't know. I didn't like it. That that didn't rub me the right way. If you really want to go out there and win, and I'm gonna say it's a John Anik curse. John Anik has claimed that Israel Adesanya is the goat of middleweight twice. When he went to go fight Alex Piera, he was claiming, is Izzy the go to middleweight? Because if he beats Piera, he, he's beating everyone, including the person that's beating him. Mm-hmm. And he I think it's KO'd. He kind of didn't talk about that again whenever the rematch happened, rightfully so, because he was a challenger. Then we hear it again on the way to the walkout, and we see him bring it up again, how Izzy is the middleweight goat. Potentially middleweight goat. Anderson Silva is the motherfucking middleweight goat to this day. All right. And that's John Anna Curse. You want to put that title on Izzy? His Anderson Silva goat resume it ain't going to let that shit happen. Other than that, though, that was an okay card. No positive. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the John Anna curse might be real, might not be. We'll see. But it's crazy because 
I think the Paul curse was was next because we was like because you said last time last Sean fight we was like bro this man's gonna need a gun to be out Joe knocks him out. This fight we was like yo bro we have to live in an alternate universe no to make this for this fight to happen we found out we live we live in an alternate universe we live in an alternate universe for um Sean Deshaun Strickland became champion and thank that, you bro. that's insane. Think about it, Kev. Sean Strickland got a Namor's decision on Israel to sign him. Drinkers would have knocked him out cold, baby. Drinkers would have had him. Uh, I think Sean beats Drinkers. I don't know. I think that's the next fight to make. I wouldn't be mad if that's the next I, fight. I, was say, I think Sean beats Drinkers. I'm not going to lie to you. It's just the fact that um, niggas is like, niggas like Ceno being this bitch. Like, we be in the group chat. Like, why do you hate on Izzy so bad? He's like, man, I don't hate on Izzy. Fuck him. Drinkers just better. I'm like, bro, you wasn't talking about Drickers till he beat Ridiker. So think about it. Uh how what is Sean Strickland saying the the countdown? Is he just sucked? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I think Sean can say that like, he can say Styles wins fights and all that stuff. And this is just a crazy ass sport. Anything can happen. Sean's not stupid. I wouldn't even say Izzy had an off night. I think he just really Sean really came in with a game plan to stay busy. And if you talk to his coaches, there wasn't a single point in time where they thought Sean Sean was out of this fight. There wasn't a point in time where they thought, oh, Sean couldn't win this fight. Like his um coach Eric Sicknick was on the John Anik and um Kenny Florian podcast, and he was talking about some yeah before the fight. I looked at Sean and I said, "Yo, Sean, say tell me that you can win this fight." He said, "What?" I said, "Tell him that you can win this fight." And then Sean was like, "I can win this fight." And then he was like, "Bet now let's do it." And then they was like, "Till he said um." Till death, or you're like to death, and then the coach is like to death, and they slid out and did what they needed to do. And it's crazy game plans, styles, and Sean Strickland could care less about being fucking champion, but he's here now. Well, I mean, and that that puts the bow tie on UFC Sydney, aka UFC 293. We got a new champion, one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. Yeah, and. We'll see. We'll see what goes on in this division. Will it be the rematch? Will it be Jared Cannonier begging for a title fight? Will it be something like that? We'll see what happens. Drinkus. Will we see UFC Africa headline by two white complexed males? We'll see. We'll find out. As always, this has been Totally Blitz Podcast. Go down, like, subscribe, comment your thoughts on the card, and comment everything I want to talk y'all shit on. These are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickenwinnem. I'm joined with Kevin Waterboy Savoy. If y'all didn't know, well now y'all know, motherfucker.